Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the World Teacher Program for Share International New Zealand on Planet FM 104.6. Each Friday morning, we bring you information from the teachers of the ages wisdom. The purpose of our program is to introduce Maitreya, the world teacher for the age of Aquarius. Maitreya does not come alone. He brings with him the masters of wisdom, a group of highly evolved teachers. They work in many fields and can teach us the art of living, how to live in right relationship with each other. With their inspiration, we can transform our civilization, creating justice and peace for us all. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our program. Today, I would like to read out an article from the January-February 2022 issue of Share International magazine on the subject of universal basic income. And the article is written by a group member uh, from the US by the name of Mitch Williams. Universal basic income as a solution to our major social and economic woes is a concept whose time has definitely come. To quote a recent article in Time magazine, universal basic income may well be the Swiss army knife of policy proposals. Universal basic income, or UBI for short, can be defined as periodic, universal, unconditional cash payments to individuals to provide an income floor for all citizens. It is universal in that it goes to all members of society. It is basic in that it is enough to meet all of our or all of an individual's or a family's basic needs. And it provides unconditional recurring income payments. Approached intelligently and inclusive form of UBI could be politically viable, a much more efficient use of public funds than current social welfare programs, and a much needed response to the many social imbalances that the COVID-19 pandemic has revealed with unavoidable clarity. Given Maitreya's priorities of an adequate supply of the right food, housing and shelter for all, it could also be a way for humanity to begin addressing those needs widely, even before his open emergence. In doing so, we would also, no doubt, be demonstrating our readiness for Maitreya's message of sharing. Universal Basic Income, or UBI, is currently gaining popular political traction and being implemented experimentally in some locations throughout the world. And here's a few examples. Beginning with the presidential campaign of Benoit Hamon in 2017, UBI has been gaining popular support in France with much discussion of a variety of approaches to basic income. In 2019, Italy introduced a system of regular payments for people below a certain income. 
And in March 2020, Brazil launched an emergency basic income to millions of its poorest, resulting in the country's lowest poverty rates in 40 years. In August 2020, Germany implemented a small pilot program that's set to run for three years. In January 2021, Spain implemented a monthly income program for about 2.5 million of its poorest citizens. And the Scottish Prime Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has expressed support for UBI as part of a recovery from the pandemic. In the UK, a group of 100 members of Parliament signed an open letter encouraging a recovery basic income to offset the economic damage from the pandemic. Other countries that have or are considering some form of UBI in response to the pandemic include Japan, South Korea and Canada. And on the 25th of September 2021, the third annual Basic Income March took place in locations throughout the US, Canada, Europe and in Indonesia and Australia. Participants from across the globe took to the streets to demand that governments adopt and pass a federal basic income as a means to a healthier, more innovative and just society. Particularly notable is that even in the US, one of the most capitalist countries in the world, and where recent political divisiveness has reached epic proportions, universal basic income is being seriously considered as a highly practical option. The recently passed American Rescue Plan includes elements of a basic income in the form of direct relief payments and an expanded child tax credit. A growing number of American cities are launching pilot programs in basic income. In June 2020, Michael Stubbs, who's the mayor of Stockton, California, formed the Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, which is a coalition of mayors from across the country who support UBI and are actively exploring ways to implement it. Many of these cities are launching pilot programs to gather statistics and analysis on the results of UBI in hope of gathering enough solid evidence to show that a national basic income is viable and desirable. A December 2021 article on the Business Business Insider website identified 33 active or recently active guaranteed income programs in locations across the U.S., So, what are the benefits of a universal basic income, or UBI? Well, the UBI can provide an income floor and the economic resilience that enables the most vulnerable to have the freedom to participate in the economy. It's free market economics from the bottom up, instead of the old, outdated model of trickle-down economics, which has been blatantly proven to simply not work except if you're ultra-rich, for whom it works extremely well. We're now experiencing some of the worst wealth inequality in history, along with its various detrimental outcomes. Increased poverty and crime rates, higher levels of obesity, 
mental illness, homicides, teen pregnancies, incarceration, child conflict, drug use, lower life expectancy. The list goes on and on, all of which result from policies favouring the rich over the rest of us. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the 664 wealthiest Americans increased their net worth by over 1.3 trillion US dollars, while millions of Americans lost their jobs. The combined wealth of the US's 660 billionaires is now nearly 71% higher than the combined wealth of the entire lower half of the US population. Unfortunately, many of the current social welfare systems in the US and elsewhere, which are meant to address poverty and economic misfortune, are highly inefficient due to the bureaucratic oversight required to prove eligibility, enforce compliance and implement such programs. Participants are also stigmatised and the programs severely interfere with their freedoms to choose how to structure their own economic lives. UBI, on the other hand, is uncomplicated and requires no oversight. Everyone simply receives the same cash payments. In this sense, UBI addresses both the progressive concerns of protecting the more vulnerable, as well as the conservative value of minimising bureaucracy and governmental interference in our personal lives. Some proposals on basic income forego universality in favour of including only those up to a certain income level. While this is a good starting point, and may be appropriate in some cases, it does have some of the same drawbacks as the current social welfare programmes discussed above. UBI could be designed to replace some of the more outmoded welfare programs, or it could act as a complement to the more effective ones, which would continue to be used. A well-reasoned approach to UBI can not only help us navigate the current crisis by alleviating suffering and shoring up the economy, but in the longer term, it will address the inherent structural flaws in our system that the pandemic has made so blatantly obvious. So here's some surprising facts about universal basic income. Many people, when first presented with the idea of UBI, automatically dismiss it as either an impractical utopian fantasy or even as a dangerous socialist agenda. With a little investigation into both the history of UBI and the evidence surrounding its implementation, a rather surprisingly different story emerges, one of practicality, affordability, political viability and a wellspring of social and economic benefits to society. We've learned from experiments in UBI both in the US and elsewhere that the most common objections to UBI turn out to be unfounded. And here's one objection. It will decrease incentives to work. Studies in UBI programs show that employment rates remain steady or in many cases even increase. Most experiments indicate that only two small segments of the populace showed any decrease in employment. 
And one was those who elected to stay in school to complete education or professional training. And the other was new mothers who chose to stay home longer with their babies, which are both strong, healthy, social and economic drivers in the long term. Unlike current social welfare programs, which actually disincentivize increased employment due to the fact that their benefits are removed or reduced as recipients improve their work situation, UBI has none of these requirements and is unconditional, so it doesn't have the same adverse effects on employment levels. And here's another um, reason that people give for not having UBI. It would be too expensive. UBI programs are immediately far more cost-effective than most current forms of social welfare. The continued existence of high poverty rates also comes with a hefty price tag to both government and society as a whole, which would be eliminated with an adequate approach to UBI. By one estimate, the annual cost to society of poverty alone is twice what it would cost to provide UBI payments at a rate equivalent to or slightly above the poverty level. The question then becomes not so much, how can we afford UBI, but how can we afford not to implement it? Most analysts agree that the cost issue is a far less insurmountable obstacle than the political one. And that leads to the third complaint or query. It's not politically viable. Even in the US, where cash payments have been implemented, they are widely popular across party lines. Similarly, advocates from across the political spectrum have made strong arguments in favour of UBI, often for widely differing reasons. Though UBI is presently often considered a progressive proposal, historically some of its strongest proponents have been economic conservatives. And speaking of which, here's a list of those favouring some form of UBI, or at least a partial list. The first one is Milton Friedman, who was considered to be one of the most influential advocates of neoliberalism and free market capitalism of the 20th century. His economic theories strongly influenced both Nixon and Reagan, as well as Margaret Thatcher in the UK, and resulted in a prolific and long-lasting shift to the right in economic political terms. Unfortunately, one of the most overlooked aspects of his work was his contention that some type of basic income was necessary for everyone to have the means to participate in the market. He considered this a foundation of a successful free market, because without the means to participate, our freedoms are severely limited. And another figure, Martin Luther King Jr., although well known for his work addressing racial injustice, Dr. King was also highly concerned with social issues such as poverty. At the very end of his life, he had shifted his main focus to the eradication of poverty and in his final book laid out a proposal for a guaranteed income for all. His efforts on behalf of a universal income strongly influenced the political discourse on the topic. And another surprising proponent of UBI is Richard Nixon. And this is in part due to the influence of both Milton Friedman and Martin Luther King. He was in favour of a basic income to eradicate poverty and proposed a bill to implement it, which very nearly became law. 
It was widely popular with those across the political spectrum, with 90% of newspapers enthusiastically in favour and garnering support from the National Council of Churches, labour unions and even the corporate world. The bill only narrowly failed to pass when Democrats in the Senate felt it didn't go far enough. And there's Pope Francis, who in his most recent book, titled Let Us Dream, advocates for some form of UBI. And after the pandemic began, he repeated his calls for a basic income as a way to stave off a humanitarian crisis of epic proportions. And there's Stephen Hawking. In several of his final public comments, Hawking expressed concern over the ever-growing loss of jobs due to technological automation and recommended that some form of basic income be a solution. And one or two more here. We've got Andrew Yang, who's a tech entrepreneur and ran as both the 2020 US presidential candidate and for mayor of New York City in 2021, with platforms centred around a version of UBI. And a couple of other surprising proponents of UBI include former US Republican Treasury Secretaries James Baker and George Schultz, as well as Walmart founder Sam Walton, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, a number of Silicon Valley executives, and at least three Nobel Prize-winning economists. UBI experiments have also verified a variety of other impressive benefits, including not only direct reductions in poverty, but also decreased food insecurity, greatly increased school attendance and graduation rates, lower stress levels, increased mental health and better overall health, with resulting significant reductions of medical costs and in relieving the undue strain on overtaxed healthcare systems. Since everyone would benefit from a universal income, the stigma attached to current social welfare programs would be eliminated and there would be far less likelihood of the program being dismantled later. UBI would also quite simply add tremendous stability to the economy. UBI supports entrepreneurship. People inclined to start a business are offered enough of a boost and decreased risk to make it viable, along similar lines as successful programs of microcredit. At every level, UBI actually encourages engagement and participation in the economy by allowing people to relocate to find jobs, to complete education for higher skilled jobs, or by providing the capital and stability to start their own business. Admittedly, implementing UBI widely would require the endorsement of politicians and stakeholders across the political spectrum in a comprehensive public information campaign to mobilise support. But neither of these is insurmountable. They simply indicate the required path forward. And we can all help by becoming better informed on the benefits and practicalities of UBI and urging its implementation as widely and as actively as possible. And that's the end of the article, most of which is sourced from the website basicincomemarch.com and incomemovement.com. Thank you very much for listening and wishing you all a lovely week.